Hi, I'm Melanie Welch, and this is the Unmaking Me podcast. Here, we have a space to talk about the experience of transforming our lives to build a life full of joy and purpose. If you're feeling unsatisfied with your life, even though you've achieved all the things that society has wanted from you, this is a place for you. We connect about our experience as we learn, grow, and heal those tender parts of ourselves to allow for something beautiful to emerge. These are just my opinions, beliefs, and experiences, and in no way a substitute for care from your qualified healthcare provider. Hello and welcome to Unmaking Me. I'm Melanie Welch. Today we're talking about emotional first aid. Have you heard this term before? I only recently became aware of this concept and it has completely changed my perspective. I am a physician and practicing first aid for urgent medical concerns is something that we learn from a really very early time in our careers. And in fact, for many of us in society, we learn first aid. We go to our first aid courses and we practice what to do. We all know to put pressure on a wound if it's bleeding. But what about our emotions? We treat our emotional and psychological lives so differently from our physical health. We as a society, recognize that physical health is important. And if our physical health is hindered in any way, we are serious about trying to address it. And we also give people some leeway to allow their physical health to heal. I think about a wound. If someone has a wound and has a bandage on, then we don't necessarily expect that they're going to be able to do all the things they could before. If someone has a fracture If your arm is in a cast, it's a clear indication to people that that individual needs some time to rest and recover, and people aren't going to give them a hard time if they can't do things with that casted arm. But our emotions aren't as obvious, and our psychological well-being isn't visible to everyone else. And I think it's more than that. As a society, we really don't prioritize caring for our emotions in the same way we do our physical health. But hopefully this is starting to change as we all become aware of the importance of prioritizing our emotions, what they mean for us, and then also managing when things aren't going well, which happens to all of us. Of course, we've all had experiences where we're feeling down, where we're feeling unwell, we're feeling sad, we're feeling scared. And how do we cope in those moments We're often taught to stuff those feelings down, to avoid them, to move on, to pick up our socks and keep going. We have this sense that just doing, distracting ourselves is going to solve the problem. But what if that's really not the solution? What if we should treat our emotions the same way we do our physical health? Allow ourselves to rest, give ourselves some TLC, put a bandage on it and allow it to heal before we move on and start moving forward with our lives. Guy Winch is a psychologist who has created this concept of emotional first aid. And I absolutely love this concept. I think it's just such an easy concept to understand and such a great illustration of how we treat our emotions differently from our physical health. And he talks as well about the idea of emotional hygiene, which is embedded in this concept of emotional first aid. We spend a lot of our energy and we have a lot of cultural significance around hygiene, around our physical health, whether that's brushing our teeth, whether it's caring for our skin or our hair. Daily hygiene is just an important part of what we do, but we're never taught the hygiene that comes with our emotions. So 
what I wanted to discuss in this episode is thinking about how do we maintain our emotions through hygiene, our daily emotional hygiene. And then when something goes wrong, which it inevitably will, when we're not feeling ourselves or we're not feeling well, what do we do in those moments so that we can recover just like we would our physical health? So thinking about hygiene, there are some really important considerations to how we can spend our time on a day-to-day basis to care for our emotions. The most important one probably is recognizing that emotions are normal. They are just like our physical health sign. So just like pain, our uncomfortable emotions are there to show us something is going on. They're indicators. There are our indicators in our car, our engine light. They're a sign that something's going on and we need to pay attention. So recognizing our emotions is the most important first step when it comes to emotional hygiene. Recognizing that we have an emotion and it's there for a reason and paying attention to it is really important. In terms of emotional hygiene, I really believe that some form of mindfulness is a critical piece of maintaining our emotional hygiene. So that's going to look different for everybody. Some people like meditation and it works for them, but meditation is not the right tool for everyone. But there are many other ways to be mindful. It might just be paying really close attention to the moment while we're eating. It might be just paying really close attention to the moment while we're eating. It might be going for a walk in nature. Whatever it is that helps us focus our thoughts on the moment are forms of mindfulness. And I think that's an important part of maintaining emotional hygiene. It just gives us that distance from our thoughts to recognize that our thoughts are simply thoughts and that we are not obligated to think those thoughts, that we can observe our thoughts and decide if they're accurate and decide if we want to continue down that train of thinking that way. So I really believe mindfulness is a key piece of our emotional hygiene. The last piece I think is so important here is self-compassion. This is something I've talked about a lot, really treating ourselves the way we would someone else. We tend to be so hard on ourselves and we believe that that's how we become successful, but it's just not true. It's a lie our society tells us and that we tell ourselves. And it turns out that if we're kinder to ourselves, we're much more likely to try, be willing to fail and to be willing to grow. So practicing self-compassion, and it is a practice, it's a daily practice, is a critical piece of maintaining our emotional hygiene. And I really believe that connections with others are an important part of emotional hygiene as well, whether that's connecting with a friend on the phone, whether it's social media, if that's a form of true connection for you, that's okay too. But ultimately, finding ways to connect with others and having other people be able to give us feedback on ourselves is a really important piece of emotional hygiene. We are social creatures. We need those interactions with others. And we need to get feedback on ourselves as well. Those are the four key elements of emotional hygiene. Now, when we're talking about practicing emotional first aid, this comes from Guy Winch's work. And we'll go back to the analogy again of if we have physical pain, how do we cope with it in the moment? The first thing is noticing it, whether it's pain, an injury, if we have a wound or we fractured something, the first thing we do is is pay attention to it. Whereas with our emotions, we often try to avoid feeling those things. So actually allowing ourselves to feel the emotion is a critical piece to being able to provide ourselves that emotional first aid. The next is recognizing that we often, when things don't go our way, we have patterned ways of thinking that we engage in. So often this would be being quite harsh with ourselves. We can get into a spiral of negative thoughts 
we can choose in that moment to think different thoughts. We can think about the things that we can control. We can look at some of the things that we can do moving forward. But not getting into that downward spiral is something Guy Winch says is really important. The next step is looking at self-compassion. So knowing that we can get very easily pulled into these patterns of thinking that are often very harsh with ourselves, we can actually choose to think differently about ourselves. And self-compassion is such an important tool to be able to do that. Think about how someone else who loves you might talk to you in that moment. The next one is when we are getting into those negative thought spirals, focusing on the negative has protected us as humans. And so we are very focused on the scary things, the negative things. But when we get into rumination, when we get into thinking these thoughts over and over again, it can become a habit and we start to wear paths into our brain to continue to think that way. Just like the path in your backyard where the kids run through the grass over and over again and it starts to get worn down, these paths become well-worn in our brains thinking all the negative things. An intervention to distract ourselves from those negative thoughts and to deliberately choose more positive thoughts can be very effective when it comes to emotional first aid. One of the things I visualize is I think about it being like unplugging my thoughts. So I picture a plug that's plugged in and I actually unplug it and imagine myself not thinking those spiraling thoughts anymore. But I really try to focus on still letting myself feel the emotion. So I've tried to think when those emotions come, allowing myself to feel it, but not continuing to think the negative thoughts that will pull me down further and further down, just allowing the emotion to pass and then unplugging those negative thoughts. So hopefully that's a helpful concept for you. Ultimately, the process of emotional first aid, of practicing emotional first aid, is getting to know ourselves, is recognizing what is going to be most helpful for us and having some distance to think through what really is most helpful. Because often we do get in, caught into spirals of beating ourselves up when things don't go well. And can we view it differently? Can we care for ourselves in a different way? What really will help us to recover in this moment? Treating it just like any physical injury that we might have. That if we think about the expectations we would place on ourselves if we had a broken leg, we might give ourselves a chance to rest. We might give ourselves a chance to reconsider some of our ideas about things. We might have to give some things up. So it's going to be different for each one of us, but allowing ourselves when something doesn't go the way we hoped or doesn't go our way to recover and to figure out what the best parts and the most important parts of recovery for us as an individual and not judging ourselves for doing it our own way. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you have an opportunity when things don't go your way to reflect on what emotional first aid might look like for you. What is most helpful for you? How can you start unplugging from some of those negative spiraling thoughts, but also really care for yourself at a time when things don't go the way that you want them to. Just imagine what you would do for yourself if you had a broken leg or a wound. Care for yourself in, in that way. I really appreciate you being here. I would love to connect with you further. I'd love to hear your feedback on this episode. You can find me by email at hello at melaniewelch.ca. You can connect with me on my website, which is melaniewelch.ca. There you can find some ways to connect with me, including some downloadable files that I've created that you can use to create a calendar for yourself. And don't forget to follow along. If you want more episodes like this, follow along on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for being here. I so appreciate you and I will see you next week.